a single soul Reaching a further and stepping in closer Hello, I'm John Smizer from the Southern California area and it's just a joy to be with you today on this Monday, the 23rd of July. At many times I've asked you to sing with me happy birthday to different members of my family, even myself at times, but today I can't do that. Uh, but my daughter's birthday was yesterday and I must tell you that she had a wonderful gift to give to the whole family. Earlier in the month, her son was born, Richard Jackson, uh, the first son in that family. Very special young man. He was born a little early. And so there was some lung issues. And as a family, we really had to uh, trust the Lord because there was some special um, care he needed but always I was confident that the Lord would do the right thing. And that was a, a real uh, experience to see in my daughter also having that peace of trusting the Lord in this point in her life when she had given birth to such a special young man that she had spent nine months with uh, in the womb and, and now the, in, in physically holding him. Uh, it was a joy to bring him. And what a birthday gift it was for all of us as she presented us with Richard Jackson. Today, I, I pray that the Word of God will be like that birth in some ways that will kind of grow in our hearts and lives. And there'll be challenges along the way and special needs we'll be able to uh, find God's help through. And so today, I, I pray as we living life together, we open God's Word in Acts chapter 19. I pray God will teach us today in a powerful way. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hand on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. You'll remember uh, in the first chapter of Acts, what was the 
geographic working that God shared, Jesus Christ shared with the disciples, that how they were going to spread or be a witness of the good news he had brought to the world. Do you remember? It was that they would be in Jerusalem and Judea and then Samaria and then the uttermost parts of the world. And so it was in that time uh, God evidenced himself. If you remember in Acts chapter 2, it was where the disciples uh, on the, the, the special day of festival, all of those around the uh, known world were gathered in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they proclaimed God's glory. And each, each nation, each man from each nation, each person heard in his language the glory of God and the message proclaimed. Now, today we're going to enter into the place where the uttermost, that last stage where the uttermost is presented, where we saw in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. And we're going to see today as we find uh, Paul traveling through Asia Minor, going into a town or an area called Ephesus. And in that town, he met some people, and there was a a situation where uh, Paul said, and he asked them, "Uh, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they asked, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And so there's a real, um, real young believers. They, they're following, they're God conscious, they're aware of God. And then he goes on, so Paul, uh, then uh, what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Wonderful, wonderful. What a great step. Because do you know that John's baptism is that first step of acknowledging that we are sinners or that we're we're out of sync. We're not following the Lord God the, the best way. We've acknowledged that God had a better way and we chose to not go that way. We did it our way. Sammy Davis Jr. years ago had a, a song that everybody applauded. I did it my way. Well, that's not always the way God intended. And that's what the baptism of John the Baptist is, a baptism of acknowledging I understand that God had another way, but but then an attitude of repentance. Uh, Repentance is that when I was going this way, repentance is to turn around and go another direction. And in John the Baptist, that's that's the uh, preparation, as John was the one who would prepare the way for the one that would come. And then in verse 4, Paul goes on and says, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. Now, at the point where we have acknowledged that we've not followed the way the Lord wants us to go, we, we repent or, or turn from that. Now, there's an area of following Jesus Christ that is critical in our our Christian walk. And it's a a fairly simple thing. I share it sometimes uh, like it's a simple ABC. Uh, Admit, admit that I need a Savior and I'm a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ is that Savior, A, B. And then C is to choose to follow Him. 
And that's what these men, these people in Ephesus, when they heard the message, they chose to follow Jesus. That's a decision really each of us will experience every day. When I wake up in the morning, is it, am I going to live for myself or am I going to live for the Lord? Is my challenges going to be uh, strengthened and uh, am I going to be guided by the Lord Jesus Christ? Or am I going to try and fight through it myself? You know, Sammy Davis, do it my way. Well, I've tried at times to do it my way, and it fails. It doesn't work. Now, these people received this message in a wonderful way. They heard it, they received it, they accepted, and then it speaks about that they received the Holy Spirit when Paul laid his hands upon them. But there were those in the community, the synagogue there, that were not ready to hear it. And I I love the word down here in verse 9. It says, but some of them became obstinate. Obstinate, what is that? That means that what they have heard, what has been uh, shared with them, is so opposite of what they have vested their life in that they aren't willing to change. They, they aren't willing to turn around. They want to keep going the direction they've been going. They do not want to repent. They don't want to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Savior. They want to do it their way. They became obstinate, and that frustrated, that frustrated the teaching that was going on there. So Paul took them to another place, and there was a place in which they could continue to grow and learn. I pray today, let's consider, are we obstinate? In our ministry, as we serve the Lord and we work with friends or family or church members, um, I want to encourage you with a little saying that a, a pastor I worked with once said. It said, dance with those who want to dance. You know, the idea of when somebody is so obstinate, they don't want to listen, then don't try and frustrate or work on who can break down those walls in their lives. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. It's not up to me. I'm to work in the field the Lord has set before me. So Paul took these, and for two years, those who were willing to receive the Holy Spirit, for two years he taught and studied with them, and they grew in the Lord. I pray that there are those that you find in your life that are ready to grow. You yourself, ready to grow. Do not be obstinate. Heavenly Father, today, we pray that you would soften our hearts. May we not be that hard soil when the seed comes that the seed cannot permeate or it cannot go into. But Lord, I pray that our hearts are those that are prepared and the land is ready to receive that good seed. May we hear your word and May we recognize that the message your Holy Spirit has is for us as the pastor or the teacher or the broadcast or the podcast, whatever it is, Lord, may we be ready to hear your word to us today. 
Lord, may we not set ourselves against you. May we be open to receive what you have for us. And Lord, we thank you for loving us and in all ways wanting the very best for us. Father, today we give ourselves to you completely, once again, in your precious name. Amen. For a single soul, lifting your world and stepping in closer, see you.